Thanks for pressing play. I sure I'm glad you're here. And I sure hope you're enjoying the marketing pod storm. On this episode, let's talk about why so much of marketing thinking is actually bullshit and the five big marketing lies. As you know, America is getting back to work, but to create a powerful future, you need every advantage you can get. And that's where my friends at Oracle NetSuite come in. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a new playbook of the top strategies that American businesses are using to reopen. It's called Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and it's yours for free when you visit netsuite.com slash different. Also, while you're there, you'll be able to pick up, uh, you'll be able to schedule a free product tour of NetSuite. So visit netsuite.com slash different. And uh, data has never been more valuable. And my friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything. They bring data to every question, every decision, and every action. Visit splunk.com slash D, the number two, the letter E. That's splunk.com slash D to E. Now, hey-ho, let's go. Let's get into the five big marketing lies and uh, we'll dig into why uh, they're such BS. Number one, great marketing is about marketing into an existing market to increase market share. Number two, marketing is about creating demand. Number three, success comes from building a brand. Number four, winning is about beating the competition. And number five, you're going to win if you have the best product to market. All right, so let's get into each of them. Number one, great marketers market into an existing market to increase market share. Here's the aha. I would assert to you that virtually every marketing discussion you and I are a part of, every course, every book, everything you can think of, when marketing is talked about, there is an undiscussed, uh, unchallenged, undebated, context. And that context is that what we're doing when we say marketing is we're marketing into an existing market to increase our market share. And frankly, when people talk about messaging or positioning, they're talking about positioning inside of an existing market. Well, you can do that or you can do what the legends did, which is they created and designed their own market category. And what I would posit to you is the most legendary innovators, creative uh, creators, entrepreneurs, social uh, change uh, agents, and so forth, did not play by the rules. They established their own rules. They designed a new way of thinking and as a result, created new market categories. They did not compete in somebody else's game by somebody else's rules. That's number one. Number two, marketing is about capturing demand. Well, if you are marketing in an existing market, that's what you're doing. The legends did not do that. They created demand. And there's a huge distinction between capturing and creating. And probably one of the most powerful examples right now is the folks at Gojo Industries. They created a new category called hand sanitizer. That is to say, they reimagine the problem of how do I get my hands clean in the absence of soap and water? And ta-da, hand sanitizer was born. And if there's any category I'd like to be the queen or king of right now, it would be that one. And so my point is, there was no demand for hand sanitizer before Purell. 
they created it. They didn't capture existing demand. Number three, success comes from building a brand. I could talk for 12 hours about this. Now, look, I love brands and I love branding. I'm a three-time former CMO. I love branding, but the category makes the brand not the other way around. And so success comes from being the company or the individual that designs a new way of thinking about an opportunity or a problem that creates a category. And your brand is valuable um, based on um, the power of the category. You see, who's the number one brand in the fax machine category? I don't know. And my guess is neither do you too, or neither do you too. I'm not even sure if that's English. (laughs) You know, Lockhead, if you're going to have a podcast, you should learn how to talk. Regardless of my inability to talk, here's the reality. You can be the number one brand in fax machines, and but nobody gives a shit and hardly anybody buys them anymore. Your category is dead. Here's a, a more recent example. Most people consider that Google has one of the greatest brands alive today. And yet, when Google attacked Facebook with a head-on attack in social market, uh, social media with Google+, Plus, they had their butt handed to them because they attacked an entrenched category queen in Facebook. And so my point is, even one of the most powerful brands in the world, when they stop practicing category design and they just slap their brand on something, it doesn't work. Uh, another simple example of this, the folks at Red Bull had their asses handed to them when they tried to do Red Bull Cola and when they tried to do Red Bull energy drinks. Red Bull is the category designer that, and therefore the category king in energy drinks. When they moved to energy shot, they got smacked by the category leader, the category designer, which is five-hour energy. When they went to cola, same thing. They made the mistake that so many companies make, which is they say, hey, we have a great brand. Let's slap it on anything. Your brand is only valuable in a category that you're designing and dominating. Number four, winning is about being the competition. Well, if you're competing in an existing market, you're in competition. If you're creating your own, you're distinguishing yourself from your competition. So winning is not about beating anybody. Winning is about introducing the world to a new way of thinking about a problem and therefore a solution. And when the world gets your thinking, ba-bam, you stand alone. You become known for a niche that you own and you stand above everybody else as opposed to compete with everybody else. Number five, you win by promoting a better product. This is something that's deeply ingrained, particularly around here in Silicon Valley. The best technology wins. Over and over and over again, we see that's not the case. And so it takes legendary marketing and category design. And a mistake that particularly entrepreneurs make is they say, well, hey, what we're going to do is we're just going to demo our product. If more people, we just need an awesome demo on the homepage. And if people could see our deconfibrillator and our carbodingulator and our this and our that and all, and they end up having a feature conversation and they end up having a conversation around uh, more, better, faster, smaller, et cetera. And the truth is, Uh, often the best product does not win. It's the company that teaches the world to think 
about the problem and the solution in exactly the way they want them to, who designs the category with a provocative, engaging point of view. Now, look, I also want to say I am in no way, shape or form advocating building shitty products. Far from it. I love legendary products. And as a marketer and an entrepreneur, I would much prefer to have a legendary product and pair that with legendary category design and marketing. That's what we're trying to do. But thinking or betting that all you have to do is have a better product, not so much. All right. Those are the five lies. Great marketers market to existing markets to increase market share. That's not true. They create their own categories. Number two, marketing is about capturing demand. It's not. It's about creating your own. Number three, success comes from building a brand. That's wrong. Success comes from building the dominant category queen brand in your category. Number four, winning's about beating competition. Well, if you uh, do the things I just talked about, you don't really have competition in any traditional sense of the world word because you're standing alone. And number five, you win by promoting a better product. It's not a product discussion. It's a, see, here's the aha. Products are about us. Categories are about customers, about their problems and their opportunities. So you actually win by promoting the category. And if you have the best product, if you have a legendary product, so much the better. All right. We would like to thank the amazing folks at Atrenet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T, building B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. My friends at themission.org are here to help you build a legendary podcast. Uh, Right now, a lot of corporate brands are looking at how do we build our category and brand through thought leadership around podcasting. Visit mission.org today and they will help you turnkey a legendary podcast for your company. My friends at Socrates want to help you be employee awesome. Imagine being able to talk or text any message into your phone and have your employees get an immediate answer. And right now, your employees are looking for help and looking for answers. And that's where Socrates.ai comes in. All right, I need to remind you that today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. And this podcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. We are produced and edited by living podcast legend Jason DeFilippo. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do technical execution and they build Lockhead.com. Visit us. Uh, why not visit us on lockhead.com? We have an awesome newsletter and we'll never send you bullshit and we'll never sell your email to anybody. Show notes by Diane Gervasio and Candy Dandy keeps their trains running on time. I love you, mom and dad. And the quote I want to leave you with today comes from Jay Z, who said, I believe you can speak things into existence. Please stay healthy, stay legendary. And until we're together again, follow your different.